Hey everyone, welcome back to Psyched for Psychology. Today we have Roger Hemingway here to discuss the details of classical and operant conditioning. So, how are you today, Roger? I'm doing well. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. So, what is classical conditioning for the people who don't really understand it? Can you explain that to them? Yes, of course. Classical conditioning is a basic learning process that involves repeatedly pairing a neutral stimulus with response, producing stimulus until the neutral stimulus elicits the same response. Okay, okay. So what's an example of classical conditioning? An example I like to use when I talk about this subject is the game Hill Climb. Have you ever played that game before? Oh my gosh, yes. I forgot about that game. I used to play it all the time in my venue in middle school. <laughs> really? Yes. I, you know, I thought I was the only one. That no, is so funny. No, you are not the only one. <laughs> well, in Hill Climb, your player is a driver who tries to drive through a landscape and in the process collects as many coins as they can to unlock different landscapes and buy new and updated vehicles. You can unlock the levels by getting as far as you can in each landscape without dying, but the levels are unlimited, and you never win. No, you never win in you that never game. never win. It doesn't happen. It's just Don't, impossible. Exactly. And the only way to move on to different landscapes is by collecting coins and buying them. Oh, I just felt like I was playing that game there for a second, Roger. Right. But... I still don't really understand how this has to do with classical conditioning. Well, you see, Jennings, they use conditioning with adrenaline. You know that feeling you get when you know you're almost to the end, you're about oh, to Roger, win? Oh, Roger, you know I know that feeling. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, in this game, they use classical conditioning by increasing adrenaline as you continue to play. With this game, which this game is meant to be exciting, however. This game is exciting. It is. We know. I understand what you're talking, like what you're putting down now. So, what triggers this adrenaline then? Well, a few ways I found is by background music in the games, going over bumps and curves, that feeling of almost dying and having to start over. You know? Yeah, I never really thought of it that way. You know, like the background music, really? Yes, exactly. Well, you see, most of us don't see it that way. There are many ways to keep people wanting to play. They're rewarding. Um, they are rewarded by earning po- coins, upgrading their vehicles, and of course, unlocking new levels or landscapes, as you would say in this game. Wow, I didn't really think of it that way either. Like, you know, I mean, it's all really crazy because all along, mm-hmm. you don't know you're being conditioned and like, you don't realize it. Exactly. It just, it's kind of like blowing my mind right now. I'm almost at a loss for words. <laughs> right. The games also have reinforcers, such as a obtaining trophies randomly and upgrading car parts and setting new records if you you ever notice that yeah um i never really noticed these things but what's another way people can condition us roger well jennings we've talked about classical conditioning mm-hmm. let's talk about apparent conditioning okay so what exactly is operant conditioning well you see operant conditioning describes how our behavior is shaped by consequences What we do depends on rewards or punishments associated with an action. Simply, if something feels good or benefits us, we want to do more of it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. That makes sense. But like, hmm, tell me something interesting about operant conditioning, Roger. Well, you see, one of the most surprising findings of operant conditioning, excuse (laughs) me, is that if you want to train an animal to do something, rewarding them constantly, consistently it's not the best way to do it really what's more effective is to give give an animal um a reward sometimes such as a treat 
at a random at random intervals. Mm-hmm. Um, that is what's known as intermediate intermittent. Oh, excuse me, intermittent reinforcement. That's the word. <laughs> excuse me, intermittent reinforcement is the root of technology obsession. It's a behavioral undercurrent that keeps us compulsively checking our devo- devices. And you know you check your phone all okay, the time. Okay, Roger. I mean, I feel a little targeted right now, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I know I definitely check my phone lots of times throughout the day. So how about another example of this, if you're up for it? Well, you you know, you see, I love giving examples. Oh, we can just call you the queen of examples. Roger. Exactly. Yes, of course. <laughs> I'm hoping you would ask. So here's an example for you. When you refresh your inbox sometimes, but of course, not every time you have a new message. You never know for sure when a new message will come in, which is the reward. Mm-hmm. So the, ha- the habit of checking all the time is reinforced. Same goes for getting new notifications or updates on social media. You want to check that phone. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm about to check my phone right now, Roger. Exactly. It just makes me want to check. Right. But exactly. Like, it also makes sense why I lose so much time because I'm always on my phone. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Exactly. The intermittent reinforcement also explains how you end up wasting hours on your phone. Every reward gives you a boost to pleasure centers of the brain that reinforces the behavior and keep you going further down the rabbit hole. So kind of like losing track of time, you know, like when you want to just check something for three seconds and okay, I get it. This stuff is kind of mind blowing to me right right now. Exactly. Right. We spend so much time on our phones, on Snapchat, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and so many apps. Let me tell you. My personal favorite is YouTube. Oh my and gosh, me too. Girl, when I tell you, I love me some YouTube. I sit up there on YouTube. I go up there to watch some Celine Dion. Then the next thing you know, I'm watching some type of show. I'm watching um, Wicked. Oh um, my gosh. A bootleg. Oh, me too, me too. And I'm then, sitting up here being illegal. Then like three hours later, you know? Exactly. Oh honey. my gosh. Okay. And we don't realize how much time we lose. You go up there on YouTube for one little video. Two hours later, you're still watching YouTube. And a lot of people can relate to this, too, not just us two. Well, you see, that's our problem. We don't realize how much time we waste. We waste so much time on our phones constantly, and we just need to be more aware of our internet use. Yeah, I mean, you're really opening my eyes right now. I feel like I just need to take a time to unplug and start to be more open you know exactly exactly we have so much more things we can get done in life however we just waste time on our time on our phones you know yep well roger thank you so much for coming in and talking with us no problem thanks so much for having me i hope i get invited back and my friend jennings do don't forget don't you forget to put that phone down, And okay? don't you forget to get off of YouTube sometimes, <laughs> Roger. <Girl> I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, that's all we, what we have for you today. We'll see you next week with Psyched for Psychology. Thank you so much for listening. Sources, ewu.edu, Advertisements and Classical Conditioning by Natasha Barnhart and Game Career Guide, Operant Conditioning and MMORPGS.